yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man, I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, she tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab. Yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Talkin they about. can press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot. Yeah. And who the ball, ball. So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes, sir. and pay attention, Boy. cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Cavill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with episode 359, Deep in the Heart, as we say. Welcome to episode 359, Inside the HBC Sports Lab radio show and podcast, the show that is covering the sporting HBC dash, all things HBC sports for institutions large and small. From the NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on HBC sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics, and facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is still on assignment. He promised he'd be here when Thursday. I'm just saying, I, I we'll see, we'll see. But that's what he said. So we'll Mike with the polite mic drop today. <laughs> yeah, he did get a polite mic drop. We'll, we'll wait until he gets on to tell you, but the dude is traveling in high, hiding first class. And I ain't talking about just first-class tickets. We'll let me tell you about that. We're filming from our home studios in the Center of the K-Switch, a.m. studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Fame. And it's multi-Hall of Fame, Ralph Cooper, in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University. And we have none other than uh, clinical professor moving up to tenure professor, it seems, A.D. Drew. Uh, I just got news from the board. Drew, I'll break it here today. Drew. They voted in favor of all the paper that we sent in for the post office, you know, things, all the writing, writings that go back and forth. Um, they voted to approve all everybody. Everybody that went up, tenure, uh, and you are now tenure professor, no longer clinical. So you, 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 you're pretty good. Associate professor with tenure. That's, that's, that's significant there. You get health, health benefits now. <laughs> <laughs> And, and and this is all I'm gonna say on that. There's a joke in that statement that you just made, Dr. Kavir, talking about our paperwork going through and getting signed. But I'm not gonna touch that joke on this episode. <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate you. We did promise that before we jumped on here. So well done. You stuck to it. With that being said, Charles, how are you doing today? Doing well, doing well. I want to send a shout out to uh, any of my class that drops in tonight. Might get a little little credit this upcoming week. Uh, uh, FPMT uh, four seventy six. So uh, definitely want to send a shout out to my class, History of HBCU Athletics class. Now I see you have the book for the instruction in the back 
Yes, this, this this is your book that you should be uh, <laughs> in right now. So. <laughs> Not right now, Charles. As soon as we get off, right? As soon as we get off, you should. There are papers coming due. So, <laughs> man, he both of y'all on off to a great start in terms of your academic uh, degree. With that being said, today's episode of Inside the HBC Sports Lab was sponsored by THC Agency LLC. THC Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. Let me give a shout out to all the lab listeners out there. I know a lot's going on. I appreciate you taking your time and coming on over to check what we're going to say. We're going to give you some actual uh, basketball talk. We can do the mid uh, majors on Tuesday, as you know, today, and we'll get in the mid majors on Thursday. Stick with us. A lot of good action, uh, some major updates to the poll ranking. Some changes, some big dogs went down, if you would, in terms of the MEAC. You might even call it some upsets in the SWAC, not maybe as big as that, uh, but they did occur uh, with an undefeated team going down in the SWAC for their first loss of the conference season. Mm -hmm. um, so pretty good, pretty good stuff going on, and we'll get into that. Before you do that, no, we're going to open on some news of the day. We're going to stick again on the athletic framework. So Bowie State University removes the interim tag from Kyle Jackson, named head football coach. This is coming out of CIAA. Uh, Bowie State University has removed the interim tag from Kyle Jackson's title, named him the 10th head coach in the program history of the Bulldogs since uh, football was reinstated in 1972. As announced by the Vice President of Intercollegiate Athletics and Recreation, Clyde Dalty Jr., on Monday, January 23rd. Quote is saying, it is with great Bulldog pride that we begin the next chapter in the BSU football with the hiring of Carl Lamont Jackson as our next head football coach, end quote, said uh, the AD there, VP of Athletics. And let me stop right there uh, before we get into it. Uh, we'll get into our break. But before we do that, I also wanted to talk um, a little about Quinn Gray to Albany State. I know we talked about this already, but you can go to um, – uh, HBCU game day uh, where they have an interview with him directly where he uh, where they titled it with Quinn Gray to Albany State represents a return to the HBCU culture if you would uh, in the midst of coaching chaos Quinn Gray Albany State is an important return to HBCU football culture we once knew it we've seen it across uh, the landscape really over the last two years uh, when coaches move came up um, but it's a nice interview with Quinn Gray that really talks about uh, how he was looking forward to this opportunity. With that being said, we're going to jump into our first break. Noah's quick there, but I did want to give you a little notes there as we come back. We're going to give you the polls. We want to get in this poll so we can talk a little bit of basketball. So stick with us. We'll get right back to you after this first break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to myjbn.com slash support and be a part 
of the black college sports. Tell everybody they can follow their dreams. Let's get back to getting ticks instead of watching flicks. Before we can safely get out there, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your crew. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember they can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and parenting education coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Lil with Inside HBC Sports Lab. I want to get into the major division polls. Sherry's not dead, so we're going to start with the women. I'm going to give that to you right now. We have a lot of teams looking into this uh, in terms of outside looking in uh, other polls. One team dropped out. Uh, Prairie View had a tough overtime loss, uh, and then they got pounded by Alabama A&M or at least late in the game, uh, they were playing with them, going back and forth, a couple of runs and things of that nature. Uh, but Prairie View and the Panthers, after getting a major upset, they go on the road, and we told you to look out. That's always a truck, tough trip, I should say. Similar when you mm -hmm. go to the Texas two-step, you go to the Alabama uh, side of the, the, the conference, if you would. It's a tough trip, and now, obviously, you add Florida. So you go those significant long-distance trips. Uh, if you're not careful, man, you can come out of there with two. Remember the general rule of thumb as you in, in what we've seen over the years. If you can split on the road, you're doing pretty good. If you can get two, you're really uh, living on high cotton, as they said, not to be for the Panthers uh, as they fall to 8 and 11, 5 and 3. Let's get into some of those receiving votes. Southern Jaguars, 8 and 10, 5 and 2. Uh, you have Caribbean Panthers, they still are in. Uh, the poll rankings in terms of receiving votes, if you would. And then you have Howard Bison sitting outside of there as well, uh, trying to find a mix. Let's get into the five top teams that are really getting it done this year as we get into week three. Alabama A&M Bulldogs, um, they get it done. Overtime win over Texas Southern. 
Uh, they played them close, uh, but they get the win and then they come back and get even another solid win against Prairie View um, to find a way in the top five. They sit at eight, nine, six, and one. We're not ranked with 64 points. Then we go to number four, Jackson State Tigers sitting at four. Uh, they can't continue to rebound off that tough road loss. They come home, get it done, nine and six and one, 82 points. They stay at number four, though. And number three, you have Norfolk State Spartans sitting at 16 and four, four and one. They do fall from the one spot. Remember, they were dominating, having most of the votes. Um, they have 90 points, no first place votes at this point, and they fall from number one after a tough loss on Monday to Morgan State. We're going to see that's a refrain. It goes over to the men's side, just to tease, but we'll see what that looks like in terms of rank. Bringing us to number two, North Carolina A&T State Aggies. Uh, they are on top of the Colonial, at least by half a game at this point, uh, as they are 13-6 and six and 7-1 and one, uh, with a couple of big wins this past weekend. They have third, three first-place votes increased and gained a first-place vote, sitting at 104. They move up a spot from number three, and they sit at number two. At number one, Morgan State Bears take over the number one ranking for the first time this year. Ooh. Five first-place votes, 11-6, 4-0. Got the big win over Norfolk State. It was at home. Um, so they have controlled home court. Quietly, methodically, they've gotten it done, non-conference-wise, but everybody was focused on Jackson and Norfolk State, rightfully so. But when they got their chance, they made their statement. We'll see if they're able to continue to move forward and hold on to the number one spot because now you were the hunter. Now you become the hunted. It's a different feeling when you sit at the top. But they moved from number two, and they certainly earned it as they get it done this week. Let me go to you, Charles. What are your thoughts on the top five on the women's side for the major division in week number three? A&M, big week for uh, A&M, going 2-0 this weekend. Uh, but that win over Prairie View, that, that was uh, – that opened my eyes a little bit with regards to Alabama AM. I kind of uh, written them off a little bit after they made the Mississippi swing uh, and they were basically uh, drugged by Jackson State. But for them to fight and claw back in and get back in number five, kudos to Alabama AM. Oh, uh, AT uh, was the team I was expecting to bump up to number one. But for Morgan State, uh, uh, that was a big win over Norfolk State. I got to give them credit for them to vault into the number one spot. Uh, you, like you said, it's a little bit different now that you become the hunted. Uh, that's a different mindset of being the hunter. So uh, kudos to Morgan State. That was a big win over Norfolk State. Good stuff, good stuff. Hey, Drew, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm looking at, at your uh, top five poll and uh, compare that to the ranking, the power ranking that we did on Sunday, and it's it's the same five teams. No pun that you feel a little vindicated about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Good stuff. And, and, and probably were it not for Norfolk State's loss uh, last night, they would probably be the same five teams in the same order that we had on Sunday night. That's correct. Uh, That's correct. But uh, I I do question. I'm like Charles. I question Morgan over A&T. You know, Ford O undefeated in conference does look good. Give Morgan State all this possible. Uh, no, no disrespect to Morgan State, but I think A&T, both in conference and out of conference, has played a slightly tougher schedule, and they they've got obviously they played uh two more games. 
but that seventy one in that conference may actually be better than a four and zero in the MIAC. No disrespect to the MIAC, but uh, that Colonial Conference is a little bit of a higher rated conference and a, and a, and a tougher conference. So. I would have put an A&T in the number one spot after the Norfolk State Norfolk State loss. Got to keep Jackson above A&M, if nothing more than else, because of the head-to-head. Uh, even with the records being similar, 8-9, 9-8, there's really not too much of a difference like that. But Jackson State with the head-to-head, I think that is correct having them in the one spot ahead of them. I like where you think. Both of y'all are pretty general. I, y'all seem to know what you're doing. You know, it's hard to pick on you, even though I tried on Sunday. Uh, but I guess. <laughs> uh, but I, I think you're right. There is an argument that you can put for A&T. I think what you see here with the voters is that it's sometimes it's hard to make that jump over a team, particularly when that team beat the former number one team. And and that's another So I think there was a lot of, lot of credit going to that. And what I like about the polls when we do it is um, just continue to win, coaches, players. You continue, mm-hmm. you control, continue to win, and you'll mm-hmm. find a way to get it done. Let's mm-hmm. uh, talk a little bit about that in terms of, of your thoughts uh, of the play. In general, what are some of the matchups that, that, that stood out to you over the weekend? Uh, obviously, we talked about Morgan State defeating Norfolk State 57-46. Uh, Central got a big win over Maryland Eastern Shore. How would it look like they rebounded a little bit and maybe straightened the ship? We'll see what that means, 62 to 58. Obviously, those were the Monday games on Saturday. Um, Howard failed to Morgan State and really got beat up a little bit there, 71 to 49. So they needed that win on one on Monday to kind of uh, right the ship just in split, as we say. Um, Norfolk State had a close one. Maybe this was an indication of what was taking on. They went on the road to Cotton State. And they just got out, 49 to 43. Um, what are your thoughts, either whether it's at the MEAC or uh, you're looking at the SWAC? You can talk about any of those things that match up. Uh, actually, the one, that, yeah. the one that kind of caught my eye was you had a bunch of teams Go going ahead. into this weekend that were one-loss teams. And the Bethune-B uh, Jackson State game was the one that I really kind of uh, caught my eye because I wanted mm. to see if Bethune was a team that was – you know, trending in the right direction. And and where did Jackson State come? I mean, with regards to their, uh, their program, how did they come out of that Texas two-step with the loss? But uh, they they came out with, you know, a resounding uh, uh, statement, if you will, this past weekend with big wins over Bethune, Cookman, and Florida a and by sizable margin. So it, 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 you know, kind of kept me in to know that Jackson State is still the team that everybody's still chasing in the swag. I tried to tell everybody, listen to me last time. He was on the show coming back Monday when everybody's like, well, I... no, no. I watched that game. Prairie played really well in that game. And you could tell emotional um, and just uh, outplayed him that particular game. But it wasn't like uh, you saw um, bad things other than the turnovers to Jackson State. And obviously that's something you can uh, focus on. The game that you talk about with Jackson State and Bethune Cookman, that was an 82-60 uh, game for those that hadn't seen the score and just realized they won. Um, obviously, Alcorn defeated FAMU 72-60. Um, Pine Bluff uh, took down Southern 70-53. Pine Bluff maybe trying to right the ship. Alabama A&M started, as I said, with Texas Southern 72-69 uh, to get out of the overtime. And then we had the overtime down in Montgomery 
with Alabama State getting it done against Prairie View, 77 to 74, um, and Grambling getting it done over Mississippi Valley. On Monday, obviously, you had the reciprocal of those games, but you had Jackson State making another statement, defeating FAMU 70 to 51. So, two 20 plus point victories. Uh, you had Southern rebounding and defeating Mississippi Valley 74 to 43. Pine Bluff over Grambling 64 to 57. Grambling started off really hot, but they Falling on hard times of late. Um, Alcorn defeats Bethune. Um, so they take two losses on the road, 58 to 49. Alabama AM takes care of Prairie View, as we said, 66 to 55. And Alabama State over Texas Southern, 81 to 73. Drew, um, either the MEAC or the SWAT, when you look at the major division, uh, what stood out to you? You might even want to talk a little bit about AT with some big victories uh, as. Uh, they were able to continue to roll. Uh, Tennessee State still struggles a little bit, splitting in terms of what they're looking at. Uh, what are your thoughts in terms of the women major division with so many scores and matchups, basically? Well, with A&T, with the success that they're having in the Colonial, though this may be the year where we see a third HBCU get, it, get into the tournament. Because obviously, you know, you're going to have the BAC and the SWAC champions. But what's to say A&T doesn't win the Colonial the way they've been playing? Now, we know the Colonial is going to probably try to do everything they can to not have A&T win the Colonial. But, you know, it, it is what it is. And correct me if I'm wrong, Howard is the defending BAC champion. That's correct. When is Howard going to step up and act like they are the defending BAC champion. They have mm. not been consistent this year. You know, they got drubbed and they got drubbed by Morgan. And if you remember the last couple of years, Morgan Howard battles were epic on the on the women's side for the last two years. And right now, you still got Norfolk, you've got Morgan, but it's like Howard it has dropped from first tier to second tier right now. So when are we going to see Howard? Howard needs to take care of their business against the bottom half of the BAC. And they, they need to they – got, they got to get both of those games on the return trip where they play mm-hmm. Norfolk and, and Morgan uh, later on this season because they are 0-2 against those teams thus far. Mm-hmm. You talk about uh, A&T. They do the Friday-Sunday matchup. So A&T hosted Stony Brook and defeated them 68-60. to uh, but then uh, they traveled to Hampton uh, on Sunday. Ended up being a tough matchup. Uh, went to overtime, but, but A&T comes out and gets it done 75-70 to 70, uh, to uh, maintain the conference standing with just one loss. Go ahead, Charles. Power, rank, power rankings-wise, CAA conference uh, versus the MEAC. Uh, yeah, A&T with the – the CA yeah, mid tier seven seven one yeah. mid tier uh North uh and, and Morgan uh number one in our poll uh a matchup of both of them well what are we looking at probably gonna have A and T as as the favorite just just based on the yeah. conference rating you would have A and T as the favorite probably a uh high single digit favorite if I if I was just guessing at at the line. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think I would agree with that in terms of it being favored, but I think it would be uh, a heck of a matchup. Both, both of them have post players uh, that have been that's, really that's good the thing in I was terms of what at. they've yeah. been able to do. And yeah. you, 
having followed Jackson State, you you really have gotten the chance to see, uh, particularly over the last couple of years, where um, in the past guards could really get a lot of things done, but you introduce the big players, uh, post players that are successful and really know how to move their feet, uh, yeah. get the ball off the glass, and you have guards that can feed them consistently uh, makes it really good. And I think that's why both of these teams have played really well um, and so that would be the thing that you wanted to match up and look in that matchup in regards to how they were able to play uh, in the post. Um, Morgan State, really good in terms of what they do defensively. Uh, so it would be interesting to see um, the offensive juggernaut of what you see with A&T and what that would mean in a lot of ways for Morgan State. So I would agree with Drew just coming in in terms of how uh, people tend to look in terms, particularly with, uh, being more conference game play uh, with the Colonial, uh, oftentimes you'll see them uh, get a little more benefit in terms of that head-to-head matchup. But that's why you play the or or uh, why yeah. it would be nice to see them play the One question before uh, – one, one, one statement before we go to break, fellas. And, you know, I was talking about A&T possibly being their third team. Wouldn't it be so NCAA tournament-ish like – for them to have, let's assume Jackson State would win the SWAT, have A&T and Jackson State play the first four game. That would be yeah, fun. That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we, we, we call that the <laughs> Yeah, we hadn't got it since the time when Central and Texas Southern played a couple of years exactly. ago. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that was really nice at that time because Central was really – clamping down on the MEAC in terms of what they were getting done regular season, particularly what they did in the tournament. And Texas Southern was, frankly, on their run that they had this uh, whole, um, I don't even know what adjective to explain what type of grip, (laughs) vice grip they had on the SWAC regular season and tournament. So it was really nice. And I had a chance to go and look at the historical perspective. When they went back and played in the NMI tournament, when you had the old District 8 and they played back, uh, in the late 50s in terms of just looking at some history of the matchup where they played in that tournament. So it was fascinating to see Prairie View came out of that matchup with that going on. Let's go to our uh, midpoint break, our halftime break. We'll be back on the other side. We'll look at the major division matchups and give you a little talk about the matchups that took place this weekend. Some good uh, basketball continues to be played in terms of what that looks like. We'll get with that right after this break. Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. MyJBN.com backslash support for more information. the most advanced and luxurious pickup in its class. Yeah, it rocks. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge. 
featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Dandruff protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. It's like a loop machine. All around town, trying to get down. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot left. And who the ball, ball, So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir. And pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Khalil with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Uh, as we get into the major division for the men for week number three, yeah, two teams drop out. So we got new players and we got a new number one. So listen closely. A lot going on this week. We have even more receiving votes. So you're starting to see teams um, maybe not separate themselves. There's a lot of different actions. So we got some stuff to kind of work through and work out, as they say, on the men's side. Receiving votes, uh, Tennessee State Tigers at 11 and 10. They've fallen on tough times. They're at three and five in the conference play. They did split, got a win there, 22 points. North Carolina Central Eagles had a tough loss as they split this weekend. They're at 10 and nine, three and two, 23 points. Also, for, uh, also receiving votes, Norfolk State Spartans, if you would, um, as they are at 13 and seven, three and two with 25 points. Grandma State Tigers are outside of the top five at 12 and 7, 5 and 235. So a couple of teams that really had great starts to the season. Uh, as you get least to the midway point in the SWAC, uh, we're getting towards the threshold in the MEAC have fallen out of the top five. Just to let you know how tough it is to be in the top five. Talking about falling out, the two teams that have fell out of the top five, Norfolk State Spartan. Um, uh, dropped out for the top five. You know, just a couple of weeks ago, they were number one. They've had two losses in the last uh, 10 days, if you would. And so they're outside, sitting at 10 and 9, 3 and 2 in the MIAC. Yes, two losses in MIAC play uh, in terms of what they are 13 and 7, I should say, in 3 and 2. North Carolina Central Eagles was one of the teams you thought was going to maybe fight North for the number one uh, regular season champion, if you would. Are at 10 and 9, 3 and 2. They had a tough come from behind home loss uh, to a team that will sit at the top of the polls. Let's get into it and see what y'all think. At number five, you have Morgan State Bears that took down Norfolk State uh, for their second loss of the conference. They are at 11 and 9, 4 and 1, 76 point. Previous rank three, they dropped to five uh, as uh, they got it done in terms of what took place there. Uh, at number four, you have Southern Jaguars, 10 and 10 on the season, six and one, uh, two first place votes, 82 points. They moved down from number one as they split this weekend uh, with the tough 
a loss in terms of what's going on there. Let's move to number three. Here comes the Braves. They took that open season loss to Jackson State, and they've run off five straight wins, including some tough ones on the road. So they sit number five. They were not ranked. Now they jump in the top five, sitting at nine and ten, six and one, two first place votes, 86 points. So they're getting it done uh, when you talk about what they were able to do there. Let's move on to number two, Howard Bison. Yeah, those Howard Bison are back to play basketball. They're one of the hottest teams out there also with five wins, sitting at straight wins, if you would, 12 and 10, four and one. Uh, had a major upset at Norfolk State last week, and they continue to roll. Three first-place votes, 98. They move up four spots from number five in terms of what's going on this past weekend. So I wanted to make sure you understood that in terms of what took place there uh, in terms of some of these key matchups. When you look at Morgan State, they lost to Howard uh, that is sitting at number two. I wanted to make sure people realize that. Uh, 88 to 56. Um, now Morgan State did bounce back and defeat Norfolk State in one way they pretty much dropped. Norfolk State uh, outside of the polls, just to give you some indication there. But guess who's number one? Maryland Eastern Shore. Hawks, we had the so long and they probably rolling quietly get it done. They're sitting at 10 and 8, 4 and 1, and they got four first place votes, not ranked, and jump in the polls all the way to number one with 111 points. They take down Central on the road, 59 to 58. And that is after they bounce back and they take down uh, South Carolina State on the road, 76 to 60. Uh, their previous loss in terms in conference play was their first game in conference when they lost uh, to Norfolk State, 57 to 46. But they've run it off since there. They defeated Howard, 82 to 73. Delaware State, 68 to 66. Maryland, uh, South Carolina State, 76 to 70. And just Defeated North Carolina Sister 59 to 58, as I said. Four and one in conference play. That's your new number one. Take it and leave it. I'm going with you, AD Drew. Ooh. I told you I had some fire. I want to see what you say about this one. Get your calculator out. Where's your computer? I'm almost speechless on this one, Dr. Kadir. <laughs> <laughs> almost speechless. First of all, you did fall, you so you were speechless for a minute. I got you. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, that 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 was a very pregnant pause. That was a nine month pregnant pause right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with uh, no premiums on that. Yeah. First of all, damn you, Alcorn State, and great run that you have had in this way. But were it not for Alcorn State, Dr. Caville, do you realize this would have been the first time all season that you would have had every team in your poll not upside down. Alcorn State was the That's only right. team in this poll that was upside down. So damn you for Alcorn State for your for your non-conference uh, record. Uh, all you had to do was get one more, and then we'd had would have been the first time. Hopefully next week. Now I say this now next week everybody be upside down. So you know how that goes. But uh, ooh, looking at this, Maryland Eastern Shore. I'm still trying to mm. scratch my head on that mm. one, Doctor Camille. Mm. Uh, I, I, straight, four straight, and let me give you straight. Alcorn actually has won six straight. I understand your justification for uh, for having barely Eastern Shore 
up there. But I'll just get into you like you got it to be. Despite, <laughs> despite the head-to-head with Bradley Lisa Shaw over Howard in the conference opener, uh, I, I, I still can't say. I, I guess this: Howard has more sexy victories they than do. Maryland Eastern Shore. They do. So you know, as a human voter, you know we all love our sex. So that's the yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that you know true. that that's why I would have had to go with Howard over Maryland Eastern Shore. Uh. I'm, despite Morgan, Morgan defeated your previous number one. Correct me if I'm wrong. The number one from two weeks ago, Norfolk was like number three last week, and and that they now said that only got them to number five, Doctor Camille. I've got to question that. I think North Morgan should have been up ahead of Southern, and possibly Alcorn if you consider Morgan. Non-conference, not conference. All this yeah, East Coast bias. I'm not doing East Coast bias. I'm, I'm, I'm really not trying to get this East Coast bias. I'm, I'm just. I'm, 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 you ask my opinion. I'm giving my opinion. I'm just throwing. I'm just throwing out things. If I, if I, if I would have put pen to paper <laughs> or finger to keyboard, really has, this really computer. has thrown, thrown him off. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I am glad I did not see this before you before I put this on the screen. That's all I'm the, gonna say. Go ahead, the, y'all. The great Davy Whitney is looking down right now, shaking his head. The Wiz is shaking his head. All corners won six in a row. Six in a row since that early elbow to Jackson State. Landon Bus is not had Dominic Bruton is somewhere shooting threes right now. I'm telling you, this all-core state team, this is a tough team. Landon Bussey got them. He got them in the right direction. They're trending upward. That was a shocker, the way they started off swag play with the loss of Jackson State. But I, I tell you what, we talked about Howard being one of the hottest teams out there. They won four in a row. But all-core sitting over there, they won six straight. This is a good basketball team that will lock you up on the defensive side of the ball. They play tough, tough man-to-man uh, uh, defense. So I, I really like this all-corn state basketball team. The one that really opened my eye this past weekend, Howard destroying Morgan State. That was, golly, I did not see that coming. Yeah. Uh, when you talk about uh, beating a, a, a team uh, and then Morgan State flipping that back around and beating Norfolk State last night on ESPN too, uh, it, it said a lot to me about this Howard basketball team. But I probably still would have had all corn in front of him, despite the upside down overall record. So, so, yeah. we, so we, so we in agreement. Southern is behind Morgan, don't y'all? We are in agreement on that. Yeah, I think Southern's behind all Morgan. I, I, I really love okay. Morgan State scoring. Isaiah Burke can fill it up. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I can see that. Maybe it's yeah. But you know, Southern was number one. You haven't fallen. Oh, maybe yeah. Yeah. Well, shoot, now, you, you, had, you had Norfolk fall all in that matchup against Morgan State. They were on fire and shot 47.4 from the three. Yeah. Um, they were lighting it up, and they just could not miss at home. The crowd got into a Showtime band, and it looked like a true basketball arena. And everybody in that Howard talking about, hey, this is what we do. But I love the, uh, the viewers out there. 
lab listeners, if you would. Uh, Edwin D. Moore says, what? He just cracked up Ricky Burton. He couldn't even put any words. He just put smiling face, laughing face. Mike D. Jones said, Trump poll, go brace. Lennon he said, good <laughs> evening, fellas. The MEAC 3P is going to be a little more difficult than I thought. I know for state university parts. I love it. Truthful, it is. Gucci Stan Hardy says, JSU men's basketball heading to Grambling this weekend. You know that ride was always good. Uh, Ricky Burton says, in there, Landy Bussy got all corn rolling. Yes, he does. All corn on Monday uh, in terms of that uh, Grambling team. Boy, that matchup going into Louisiana, Mississippi going to Louisiana. This weekend is going to be interesting. Somebody is going to see if they're going to be able to make a statement. Uh, we got a top five matchup if you look at it between, at this point, three versus four uh, in terms of that matchup. will be interesting to see what goes on Saturday. So I love it in terms of what's going on there. So let me fascinate and see what we have there. Question, Doc. Yep. Got a question for your voters. How, how does Tennessee State get into the receiving votes? They 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 are upside down in the conference. They're three and five in the conference. That's thirty seven and a half percent. You know everybody else is shooting at in the, in this poll is sixty percent or better in conference. I mean every everybody else on this list has either one or two conference losses, and then you got Tennessee State at three and five. Which one of these is not like the other? As as the old song goes, you know they are. They are right side up overall, but conference they they've done the sum squad of zero in conference. I agree with you. Tennessee State, remember they, they were like as high as number two. Yeah, yeah. So what is ha- happening is they just keep precipitating and falling. Uh, and it's, if it's the Tennessee State team, doing, you won't have to worry about them, AD Drew. They will be outstanding <laughs> receiver folks. So it's a great point you make. And what it was, they just started so hot. It's just taking them a time for gravity to do what it needs to do with this team, unfortunately, because they are falling like a hard rock. Let's get into our last break. We'll come back on the other side, play some games, talk about a little bit. We've done a little bit, so we'll look forward uh, and tease out some games that you have coming up this weekend. I think we touched on that a little bit, too. But we'll close out to say uh, what to look at, uh, talk about Mike D. Jones and his all-corn Braves with Whitney and see if they can continue and make that statement with a top-five matchup as they hit the road again. Can they continue to do what they're doing and show, yeah, we mean business. I love this matchup uh, in terms of these teams right here. They're going to go at it. Both of them are 6-1 and one coming in that matchup, and somebody's going to come out holding a piece of that first place at least after the first half of the season for the most part. Uh, let's get into this last break. We'll be right back on the other side. Great stuff. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you, got, you guys do for us. Well, let's say I found the one who takes me to another level. Always stays calm under pressure. Most importantly, the one that helps me discover the coolest places. This sounds wonderful. Come outside, I'll introduce you. They're here. Definitely the one. (laughs) Introducing the all-new Nissan Frontier. 
At CDW, we get speed as the new currency of success. Our team spends way too much time tending to outdated applications and software when they should be focused on driving application agility and innovation. CDW Amplify Development Services modernizes software and application development to help accelerate innovation and digital transformation. So you mean building new applications, UI, and mobile interfaces? Well, you said you needed to innovate more quickly. Oh, so he's a listener. To do more at scale, trust CDW Amplify Development Services. Man, this is Dr. G Dr. Gaville with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Professor Drew. See, I took off the clinical. Professor Drew, Professor Bishop in the house. He got his tenure promotion, came and ratified by the board. With that being said, I want to get into Brandon King. Oh, Brandon King. And I'm sure he's making a statement for a lot of Tennessee State faithful out there. Tennessee State hadn't put two good back-to-back -back games since December. We are in trouble. All I can say is, thankfully, y'all not in the SWAT. Because if y'all in the SWAT, then you would have to worry about HBCU team, SWAT teams busting your head to the white meat. At least you can say it's historic of white college. I don't know. Maybe that means something. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that looks good, Brandon. Keep up. Keep keep doing your thing. Keep doing your thing. With that being said, let's get into some of these matches. This week, kid. Um, what's going on? The big one in the SWAT. We got a big one in the MEAC as well on the men's side. We'll look at the women's side as well. We got two top five matchups this weekend. Two top five matchups this weekend. In the SWAT, you'll see it on Saturday with Alcorns traveling to Southern. You got 9 and 10. They sit at 6 and 1 in the conference. Brave. You got the Jaguars at 10 and 10, sitting at 6 and 1. Both of them have two first place votes. Somebody's got a chance to really make a statement with this 3 4 matchup this weekend. The other one you want to consider is in the MIAC, which is a top five matchup. It has the number one team going on the road with Morgan State playing really well. So you've got 11 and 18. Both teams were winning records overall, which is always nice. 11 and 18 going up against 11 and 19. As Charles kind of alluded to earlier, this is maybe a chance for the Hawks to really make a first major statement with one of the brands that have been playing well in the MIAC over the last couple of years, particularly this year with Morgan with some big wins. Uh, at sitting at 11 and 9, number five in the poll, and sitting at four and one. So both teams are four and one. So we got first place on the line in both conferences in the men's side this weekend. Starting with you, Charles, which of the game are you going to be watching? The good thing is you got one on Saturday and one on Monday, so you really can watch both. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, all corn and Southern, I mean, that was going to be – uh, a real rim rocker when you talk about two uh, teams uh, that can score, but they play such great, intense defense. If you're a fan of of, of, of defensive struggles and, and guys really having to work to get their shots, that's the game for you. And then, of course, Maryland Eastern Shore at Morgan State uh, Monday, January 30th. 
that one I'm definitely going to keep my eyes on because I'm looking forward to this matchup when you talk about Maryland Eastern Shore and Isaiah Burke. Like I said, that, that guard, he can really fill it up. I, I enjoyed watching him last night against Norfolk State because they couldn't stop it. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff there. Drew, what are your thoughts? I want to throw this in. I had those two games, but you have a game that you can watch on ESPNU or ESPN Plus was North Carolina Central, Norfolk State. Now, both of these teams have winning records. So in terms of that, it's an impressive matchup. Sitting at 10 and 9, the Central 13 and 7. Both teams just dropped out of the poll, so they're gonna really want to get this. It's on Monday as well. So they got games on Saturday uh, where they first have to start, but you have only a day before these two top teams are playing and they want to stay in the hunt. You got uh, both teams at three and two in the conference. So this ultimately becomes a really big game because it could eliminate a team based on how things are uh, traversing right now uh, are projecting, if you would, at this point in the season. What are your thoughts on any three of these matchups? Or do you want to go off the grid and give me another? Uh, Dr. Kavir, you, you, you just professionally stole my thunder with the Central Howard game, because that was the one that I was going to uh, – that you I was talking about that. I with. said Central uh, Norfolk State, so that's another good one. You right? Yeah. Uh, it's another good one. Saturday, you got Central and Howard. Howard with, with one loss in conference, Central with two losses. But this is Central that we're talking about, Dr. Cavill. So this is not like this is South Carolina State, no pun intended, uh, with that. So that's one that – I am definitely interested in, and that game is on the U. Doctor Bill on Saturday, six o'clock, in uh in Burke at, at the Burke. Uh, switch it over to a couple of other games. Which which set of colors are you gonna have on Saturday, Doctor Cavill, with Prairie View and Texas Southern? <laughs> great, question, great question. Great question. I have I a great know. answer. I hope I will have on black. You know, this is a time when you can come in. In some cases, you can wear your alpha colors. You have black and old gold. I won't put on the gold. I'll just have black because it's going to be a funeral for somebody. <laughs> I promise yeah, I, get, I get the biggest kick AD out of doing both tools of all the models. I, I, I did that during football season. I stood for one and stood for the other. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, it. That, Everybody just looks at him, too, like they're confused. They be like, is he just – is he – just a nice guy, respectful. What, what's going on? Yeah. I just say that with respect, y'all. That with respect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also yeah, want to say on HBCU Go on Saturday, 12 30 and 3 o'clock, you have Jackson State at Grambling for that doubleheader. Nice matchups, particularly when you talk about the rivals. So you know they're going to go to each other. And both of them want to stay in the hunt. So it becomes an important game. Then you get to go to FAMU, which is always nice as been part of the sweat. You get to go down to Tallahassee. This is becoming a rivalry game on football, so we'll see what it means on the basketball side. On Monday, the 5.30, 8 o'clock game is Alabama State at FAMU for the doubleheader. Double header. Alabama State got a big win over Prairie View. Uh, FAMU is starting to get a little bit together. They play really good defense uh, but have uh, some troubles scoring. Can they do a little more at home? We shall see. So there's some other games to think about when you start looking at some of the women's matchup, uh, Jackson State. Continues to thrive. Grambling State started off hot, but they're falling. So this is a chance. Can they make a major statement against Jackson State? Or Jackson State continue to roll, beating folks by 20 points huh, when they do win, it seems like. Alabama mm -hmm. State fixed things, and they're doing pretty good. So it's interesting on the women's side. So there's some matchups I want you to think about. 
before I, I allow I, you to go I got one. get some thoughts oh. on some of the women matchup, I did want to say Tennessee State, can they get off the mat? They play uh, the first-place team right now uh, on Thursday is Southeastern Missouri State Redhawks. So um, it'll be interesting to see, can they find a way? The thing about Tennessee State, while they have five losses, uh, the top of the conference, they're only behind by two games. The top top five, te- five top six teams, excuse me, all have a record of five and three. Um, so they're only two. So they beat up on each other. Yeah, so they just beating up on each other. So I did want to throw that in there um, to give you some indication of what's going on there. Um, so that's a little bit thing about it. Let me get pause before we look at some other matches. What are your thoughts on the women's side or what I just talked about with Tennessee State? I'm 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 gonna put this one out there. Uh, what what just want to see what what the atmosphere is Saturday in Alabama State of Bethune be in Daytona. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave that right there. Just read between those lines. Want to see what the reception, the atmosphere will be in Daytona on that game as uh, Alabama State takes on Bethune Cook. That's a good point. Good point. Good point. When they come back home first time. Um, yes. Tough road trip for them, not just with everything going on, AD outside of that, but they took two uh, tough uh, road losses, both men's and women's. So I wonder how much of maybe that kind of affected them with that matchup. I would be remiss uh, if we didn't talk about the women of North Carolina A&T in terms of what they're doing. They have some big matchups coming up. Before I do that, Charles, any last thoughts on any women's matchup that you want to keep your eyes on this week? Yeah, uh, anytime Jackson State and Southern get together, <laughs> it, ah. it, it's, it's, it's always classic. I wonder I if you're going to do it. I, yeah, I, I don't care if it's Tiddlywinks. It's going to always be a classic. So looking forward to it. Good point when you talk about that as well. Last thing I'll do here before we shut it down, uh, giving that love, if you would, to North Carolina A&T as they continue to push forward and get it done. In a lot of ways, their next game is on Sunday where they have Charleston that is 89 coming in to Greensboro, where the women of North Carolina A&T, the women's basketball program, sit at 13-6. and six. Give you some love there. A lot of good stuff going on, a lot of good basketball being played. Make sure you get out and check out your teams. If you're in an area and you don't have your team, go and see some HBCU basketball, whether that is at the Division One major division level. Go check it out. On Thursday, we'll give you some updates and give you some good action. Uh, in return of what's going on with the SIC, CIAA, those races are heating up, as well as some Gold Coast Athletic Conference as they get it done. And you got to make sure you keep your eyes on Langston, Tougaloo, that are outside of the HBC Conference at the NIA level that are playing some high-level basketball in the top 25 in terms of what they're doing. So we want to keep our eyes on that. With that being said, thank you for listening to Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Dr. the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from inside the lab. In the college HBC sports with Mike Bosch and Charles Bishop and the newly minted associate professor with tenure, A.D. Drew. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock Central Standard Time. We look forward to Thursday giving you some more updates on the basketball, both men's and women's. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, DR. K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Inside HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube is Inside HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share, like, 
download all the information you can in terms of what we're going on, celebrating 25 years of Black College Sports Network. You know what to do. Uh, keep us going. But that being said, dream big, continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. Lady Drew? Lecture. Dismiss. Well, holla. Great stuff, great stuff.